Who's got the tongue? Who's got the tongue? I got it. Go. You got the interpretation? Anybody got the interpretation? It is my desire, saith the Lord, that my nine gifts of the Holy Ghost work in every one of you. It is my desire that you walk in all the promises of God. It is my desire. It is what I paid for. It is my desire that you walk in the prophecy and, and gift of knowledge and gift of faith and gift of, uh, gift of miracles and the works, uh, the, what is it, the working of miracles and the uh, gifts of healing. It is my desire that they work in every one of you. That's why I told the Father I have to go so that I could send the Holy Ghost. I ask you to covet the best gifts, to seek them. They are for every man, saith the Lord. This is a body that Jesus is putting together again in South Bend. And you all have the ability and that is one of the desires that God has put in me, that we build this body where all of you are working in the spirit. You know, it's just to meet here with this group and not have it grow to where it expands, where you're ministering. God has a plan for every one of you. And it's not to sit in a chair and, and, and not... You've got a place in the kingdom. I, I love it. Smith Wigglesworth said, he goes, the Holy Ghost was to make the body. You know, Jesus said, or the, I think it was, it's written in the New Testament. It says, they all drank of that one rock and that rock was Christ. That Holy Ghost made us a body. And that body has many members. And each of us have a, have a part in that body, not just the speaker. You know, I couldn't do this without the, the working, I mean, the helps ministry, Felicia and Dale. I couldn't do this. They know things that I don't know. And they fix things that I need fixed. And that is a ministry. And I bet you it won't stop there. We are all preachers of the gospel. And expect next time to be the one with the tongue, to be with the one with the interpretation. You know, we, 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 we think it's for somebody way out there, and it's, it says the gifts work all in all. And I bet you a lot of you have walked in the gift of knowledge or wisdom and didn't even know what you were doing. Have you ever been in a place and the Spirit of God said, don't do that, do this. That's the gift of wisdom. That's the gift of wisdom. Or have you ever, you know, where am I supposed to buy this? And God says, you'll find it at Kohl's. That's the gift of knowledge. That's one of the gifts. 
It's not just prophecy. You know, it's not just to get to faith. All of the gifts work in everybody. You need to expect it. Amen? I wasn't planning on that. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 3. I'm going to do a short message, and we're going to all pray together. All pray together for those of us that need prayer. I love it. God has put a body together, and we can all pray together. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, this is Paul speaking. When I came to you, I came not with the excellency of speech of, or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Thank God. You don't have to be an eloquent speaker. In fact, it's a deterrent. I was never a real speaker. Unless, I come, unless it's coming from the heart. If I had to do a speech for class or something, it's sad. When it comes from the heart and when it's by the spirit, it works. It works. You'd be, it, you know, I'm sure some of you have that, that, that experience where things come out of your mouth and they sounded so good because you knew they were by the spirit. It says, I came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was reading this last week. And God opened this up to me where a level that I had not been. It says, for I determined. I determined. Another word for that determined is I decided. I decided. It was a decision that Paul made. He said, and I determined not to know anything among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, I've read that for, what, almost 40 years. And I saw the other day what Paul determined. He determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. In other words, he determined not to know anything but forgiveness. He determined not to know anything but forgiveness. Not maybe, not if, not but. He determined, because of the crucifixion, nothing but forgiveness. No maybes. No what ifs. Paul decided there is nothing but forgiveness. There's nothing else. You know, how many, well, you know, what if I'm not forgiven? Paul determined, he decided there was nothing but that crucifixion, Jesus and him crucified. Jesus forgave every sin when he was on that cross. He paid for every sin. He carried it. The Father put it on him. He was raised from the dead. Those sins were forgiven. Paul decided he wasn't going to know anything but that forgiveness. Nothing was going to get in the way of forgiveness. He didn't stop there. Paul decided to not know anything but perfect healing. He decided. He decided there was no what ifs. There was no maybes. There was no, you know, what, what, you know, well, maybe God. There wasn't any of that. Paul decided. He decided not to know anything 
but healing that was purchased in the crucifixion of Jesus. While we were worshiping God, God gave me an image in my spirit I had not seen before. And it was Jesus getting, he was, uh, they were nailing his hands to the cross. And I saw in, in the spirit, it says in, in Hebrews, one of my favorite verses, and uh, what is it? Through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. I saw the spirit of God with Jesus. That spirit of God was with Jesus all the way up till he had to leave him. And the spirit of God was working with Jesus. Jesus offered the body, his body. He offered his soul and the Holy Ghost and he were, were working together. Jesus was taking our sin. He was taking our sicknesses. He was taking our diseases. While those two were working, Jesus took the diseases. He took your disease. He took it. There is no maybes. There's no ifs. It says surely he has borne our sicknesses. Surely. Paul decided he wasn't going to know anything but that. He wasn't going to settle for anything but that. He wasn't going to settle for a halfway healing. He determined. He decided. He was not going to accept anything but what Jesus paid for, and that is perfect healing. That's why he could heal. He wasn't going to settle for anything less. Well, what if it doesn't happen in one day? You determine. You determine it's not going to be any other way. It can't be. I won't allow it. It was paid for. I'm going to get it. I am not settling. I am determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Otherwise, it's unbelief. Jesus paid for it. Paul determined. He made that decision. I remember the time when I decided I was going to believe God for prosperity. I remember the time. And it's such a good lesson. When I went into Albertsons, that's where I was working. And, and I said, I am going to believe God because I needed the hours. I needed the money. We needed money. And I didn't get money unless I worked hours. And I walked into that store. I said, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I mean, you know, I'm kind of pushing on Kathy. You're going to believe. And I was walking down. I had to walk through the whole store, go up the stairs, go to where my, my, my office was. And, and I'm like, Jesus paid my poverty for me. I was made rich by the grace of God. Jesus became poor that I might be rich. I am rich, Jesus. I mean, all the way, you know, talking to myself all the way up there. Got my clipboard, went to the, all the nine departments I had to go to. Got any signs? Because that's what I did. I picked up all their signs, and then I'd go upstairs, and I'd make them all, and then I would go bring them back to them. And, and I went to the first department, and they said, nope, don't need any signs. Jesus died for me. He paid for my poverty. I would even say, Grandma, do you hear that? You see that body on that cross? He paid for our poverty. He was paying for our poverty. 
I was made rich. I mean, I did that all through the store. All, I've, you know the story. All nine departments turned me down. They said they didn't have any signs. I think I had two tiny little ones from grocery or something. And I went upstairs and, and I said, I am not going to look at this. You made me rich. You bore my poverty. You made me rich. I'm going to make these two signs. You made me rich. I am not going to look at this. I'm going to look at what you did for me. I started on the two signs, and that's when I got the intercom. Kathy, would you come downstairs to the produce department? Produce department guy did not like me at all. He wanted to do his own signs. They were pretty bad, but he wanted to do his own signs. He didn't want me touching his, I mean, he told me, you're not doing any of my signs. I'm doing my own signs. Leave me alone. The manager of the store, we called him Napoleon. He was shorter than I was, but boy, he could run that place. I went down there and um, he said, um, Kathy, you see all these signs? I mean, it was the whole length of the, of the east side of the store, the whole length. And I said, yeah. He said, I want you to do every one of them. And you see all the signs around the coffins, they called them? I said, yeah. He said, I want you to do every one of those signs. He said, and you see the little signs in the, in, in, inside the, the whatever, I can't remember what they call it. I said, yeah. He goes, I want you to do every one of those signs. And he is not going to do one more sign. You got that? You're going to do every one of the signs in this produce department from now on. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. Took me hours. Took me hours. Why? I determined... I determined I wasn't going to listen to the back of my head. I wasn't going to listen to the devil. I wasn't going to listen to the people around me. I wasn't going to listen to my circumstances. I determined Jesus paid for my poverty. And God honored it. He honored it. And I had prosperity in that store until it was time to move to the next thing. And when I overcame it there, I got a better job. I went to my own business. I went to the, the, the Max Superstores. I did all nine stores. Pregnant. And, and, I mean, and it just grew from there. Paul determined. Now, what did he determine to believe? I want to read it to us again. I want us to go to Isaiah 53, verse 4. It says, surely, surely, Truly, for sure, he has borne our sicknesses and carried our sorrows. Paul determined to know that and nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Well, what if God, what if God? Paul determined not to know anything but this, surely he has borne our sicknesses. Surely. He determined to know that and nothing else. Well, what if there's something in the way of that? Then God will show you when you are determined. When you determine to believe what Jesus did on the cross and there's something in the way, God will show you what it is. He's that faithful. Remember, he's on your side. Remember, he sent Jesus because he loved you first. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross, and Jesus and the Father said, you're going anyway. 
you're going anyway. Why? Because he loved you first. He loved you first. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. God is for us in this. Jesus didn't go through all that. And then we say, well, maybe Jesus doesn't want me healed. That is a bona fide lie of the devil. I'm all over that video. <laughs> that, that Jesus, that is a bona fide lie. He already paid for your healing. He already carried it. Cancer was carried on the cross. It was carried. Jesus had cancer. It was carried. Can you determine that that's where it ends? That it has to go because Jesus already paid for it. He already paid for it. Paul knew that. Paul knew the gospel. He knew that when, when Jesus was raised from the dead, the father said, that's enough. That is enough. No more cancer. It's been paid for. Can you determine to do that? Can you determine to stay with it, to believe it, to not think, not to not have anything else in the way, to lay hold on that and not let go until it manifests? I've had to do that with some things. Some things don't happen in one day, but they happen. When you stay with it, that's why Jesus said the, the Lord's prayer. And then he said, and the unjust judge. <clears throat> Jesus taught us the unjust judge. That was part of the Lord's prayer. If you read that, it's the Lord's prayer. And then it says, and there was a judge. He goes into the, the thing. Jesus told us how to get it. Determination. And you don't quit until you get it. I heard somebody several weeks back. They said, well, we joined together and, and we were going to believe this was going to happen. And it didn't happen, so we stopped believing. Abraham took him 25 years. You don't quit. You don't quit. You don't quit believing. What else on that Isaiah 53? Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. He got pain. Yet we did esteem him stricken as God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. There's your forgiveness. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace. That word peace is shalom. That word peace means completeness. Are you incomplete? Safety. Soundness in body. Welfare. Health. Welfare. There's our jobs. Prosperity. Peace. Quiet. Tranquility. Contentment. That's part. That's what that word shalom means. It's all in there. And it says that um, the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus. And with his stripes, we are. We are healed. 
Jesus overcame every disease when he walked out of that cross, when he walked out of that grave. He not only he not only overcame every disease, he overcame every devil. If a person is justified fully, the devil has no hold. Have you ever thought about that? The devil's got no hold on you. The only way the devil has hold on you is the sin, the sin nature, the sin. When Jesus was totally forgiven in hell, because he, he was a sinner when he went to hell. When he was totally forgiven, death couldn't hold him. He had nothing to hold. Jesus had to come out of the grave. Death couldn't hold him. He had nothing on him. Sin had nothing on him. He had to be raised again. And the Father raised him. So we are going to pray today, determined to know Jesus Christ and him crucified, which means there is no maybes, there is no ifs, there is no buts. We do this and we lay hold on this gospel until it manifests in front of us. Amen? Now, who needs prayer?